It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. <laughs> you sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> I handed, the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Four Fathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and other F-words. Good evening. Welcome to the Four Fathers Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Fife. I'm Adam. And I'm Eric, and this is a podcast where we talk about faith, fatherhood, friendship, and other F words like foundation. NFTs. NF, yeah, no. <laughs> We're not talking about NFTs. <laughs> That's not even an F word. It's only got an F in the middle. There is an F in it. <laughs> no, it's a buzzword. Yeah. It's the new buzzword. Accept it. You have to accept it. Uh, okay. Synergy. You accept cloud, and I'll go back to NFTs. All right. We're done. Synergy. <laughs> and then we're done. Synergy. <laughs> and cut. All right, so so tonight I wanted to talk about something that's a little more serious than NFTs, I think. But I wanted actually to talk about legacy. I feel like, you know, we do a lot of things as parents. And and typically, some at least some of the things that we do as parents, we do because of the long-term impact on our families. And so... You know, I'm not talking about like what foundation did you set up? Although if you did that, that would be kind of cool. But I'm really talking about what did you, you know, there's kind of two branches of this. What do you feel like your parents did that changed the, that changed the way that you see the rest of your family looking at the world, right? So like when I look at the way my parents, my dad's family or my mom's family see stuff and I look at the way that we see things, what are the tweaks? What are the things that they change there, right? And and the second part of that conversation is going to be what did we change as parents or in, in cooperation with our spouses, with our wives, what did we change and why, you know? So, so let's start out with that. Like, what do you feel like your parents did that changed the way your family existed, you know, for lack of a better way to put that. And I'm looking for like two or three things. Yeah, I can, I can, I can start. Um, I think the first thing that jumps out for me is, um, which uh, I hadn't really thought about. Like when we talked about legacy, I hadn't really thought about it this way until you just asked it that like that. But, um, you know, my dad grew up in a single parent home with just his um, just his mom and uh, my grandmother. And um, so I I mean, it wasn't until the teen years that I think I really appreciated not appreciated. That's not the right word, but understood how, first of all, how much parenting without a net parenting is like, you know, playing without a net even more so when you didn't really have a um like a father figure and um, mm-hmm. to, to, to grow up with. So I think uh, I, there, there were definitely moments where I got the sense that he was, you know, uh, you know, uh, as parents, we're all figuring out on, on our own, but I think if you have some kind of model, you can certainly start a little bit further down something to model after instead of just like recreating the wheel. Right. right. Um, so I think that to him, he, really took an intentional um, uh, tact 
to to like hey i didn't really have a father so i didn't really have you know ha- have that at least he wasn't you know in in his whole life so like just trying to figure that out and then figure and then lean into that and and you know i remember him even reading some books about like how to connect with with uh with me and my sister so i think mm-hmm. that that was one one way that he tried to um change the legacy and leave something a little bit a little bit better there yeah that and, and like he did it without a model like right. just trying to figure it out on the fly that's pretty awesome yeah. because it's it's hard enough <laughs> i've actually had this conversation like two or three times like parenting is like a without a map without a net hoping you can figure it out you know, a lot of the times. And even once you figure it out for one kid, it's completely different for the next yeah, kid. Yeah, right. So. Right. And once you figure it out for your, even if it's just the one kid for, you know, speaking for us, like as soon as you figure it out, hold they completely change. different, they change because they just grew up. <laughs> like that, that, I can't tell you how many times that happens where I've been like, I got it. I nailed it. Like, yep, I know how to handle these situations. And then he like grew up a day and, and I was like, wait a minute, this isn't working anymore. Like. You know, I press the H key and it's now a P like, what's up with that? Like what's going on? So, yeah. Right. Can you think of a specific example where you saw, like you, so you said your dad read books on how yeah, to connect to you guys. That, that's definitely the specific example. The, um, the, you know, going through my teenage years and having him, you know, uh, read books and because, you know, I was a horrible son. Maybe we were teenagers. I remember just giving him crap about it. Like, oh, you're reading a book. You know what I'm doing? <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Uh, well, you're a very supportive yeah, son. <laughs> yeah. Completely horrible. Oh, but, you know, by, which is, by the way, you know, exactly how my son is. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I remember, I remember, you know, looking at and, and realizing that. And, and I think too, which is why, like, he was definitely one of those, like, like he was one of the assistant scout masters. Like he just, he tended to try to be where there. And if he could, if work permitted, like he definitely tried to lean into that. So, um, you know, if I was there, there's a lot of places that he was there. Not always like with work and such, but, um, you know, but it doesn't have to be always. And it's funny because your kids appreciate you just being there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and very, and what's funny about that is, or maybe you guys did, but I don't think I did at the time. Like, in fact, I I would be like, oh my, because you know, he was the kind of the worry wart. So, like, I can remember more often, you know, not more on more than one occasion is what I'll say. Like, we'd be in like at Boy Scout camp, like playing tackle football or doing something rough and tumble, and he'd be like, now guys, you got to go easy. Somebody's gonna get hurt, and like. First of all, like not only you went that, to a wussy troop, we, everybody <laughs> in my troop got hurt. I don't care. Who you oh, were. No, no, no. Like we still played, but like not only would I, everybody look that I'm like, oh, that's my dad again. But like I would invariably, I would be the one that got hurt. <laughs> well, that's always the, way the case. <laughs> it's always the assistant scoutmaster's yeah, son that gets yeah, him. You were exactly. looking for the left. He's the one over the corner trip. crying. Leave him alone. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I can't find the left handed smoke shifter. Yes. Yeah. Right. Come on. I, I, the one game, and then the only game I think we ever knew how to play in Boy Scouts was British Bulldog. That was the like, you know, oh, that was the, the run clothesline, you know, game. It's oh, yeah. like, you know, if you yeah. come out of it bleeding or your head's detached, then you did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> called it Red Rover. Red Rover. Actually, Broken yeah. Girls. That was a nice, that was a nice that way of saying it. Yes. Yeah. British Bulldog was more so, manly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm tough. Yep. Yeah. How about you guys? I actually think it's going to be interesting to see what Eric yeah, I know. and this Adam. 
if they have different things or not. Oh, with they, I'm sure. I mean, it, got two years. It doesn't have us. to be your dad either. It could be something your mom brought to the equation as well. Like, well, then I'll, I'll add a answer all those. Um, <laughs> for me, like a lot of Paul kind of touched upon it a lot. It, it's more of that the generational thing that my father recognized, or maybe recognized, or partially recognized, was that. I mean, he came from a very large family, so he was the last. He was the last kid in the family of twelve or so. And so he was like, by the time dad came home from working a, you know, a long time, you know, long job, his second job or whatever it was, he didn't really have a whole lot of time to, to play catch up with him because he had to, you know, basically come home, eat and rest for a couple of minutes, then go right to bed because he had to get up and do the thing all over again the next day. So his dad was not always there a lot. Um, there were a couple of times I think he did share stories about that, which were kind of cool ones. But um, at least what I gleaned from it was, is that, you know, his attempt to change a legacy was to be, to try to, to, to make that work balance and life balance and family balance mm. kind of work. And um, he did work a lot. I, my dad traveled for a lot when he was working for um, a large computer company and, you know, doing a lot of that. I do remember that there'd be times he'd go on week stretches to, you know, other places to, to do whatever he was doing. But when he came home, it was he. It wasn't like he just checked out. He was there and he was, you know, engaged wow. and doing stuff and trying to, you know, assimilate himself into whatever was going on for that week. Whether it was like you know Adam or Anya or I running off to one sport, he'd be there doing that. Or like Paul, where you know if if he was around and he had the time, he would be doing scouts and he'd be involved in that and and uh, trying to impart wisdom, you know, from time to time when we were on. Uh, you know, camping trips when, you know, as a, as a father, I realize now that those moments that I can isolate my children from the pack <laughs> to have those moments of, you know, one-on-one or time to be able to just have a chat and not like have any interruptions. That was sort of like how my dad with Boy Scouts when I wasn't like busy in the woods whittling sticks or, you know, um, lighting going things on, on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to go there too. Yeah. But, or, <laughs> You know, doing just something mischief because that's pretty much what Boy Scouts was when you were off camping. Um, you know, it, there was times just sit by the fire and just have conversations. And you know, he, you know, he he check in, but he wouldn't push and he wouldn't do like anything of like, hey, we have to have that deep, you know, conversation. But he just kind of let things happen. And you know, um, and when he couldn't, the one thing I think I got the most out of is that when he couldn't fill the void or couldn't fill that area in my life that I needed some direction. He knew he was smart enough to find people in my, uh, in his right. life that were older or had more wisdom and stick them in front of me. And by doing that, he, you know, instilled a lot more strength, a lot more wisdom, a lot more, you know, um, common sense in my life, you know, um, and I probably shared conversations about like Peter Coppola and right. things of that nature. And those guys, you know, I know my dad planted them in front of me because he knew he couldn't get to me or couldn't reach me because, you know, it's your dad. You're, you're not going to always stop and say, Hey, uh, yeah, I'll listen to what my dad says. And so I, I feel like that was some definitely a legacy thing he could, he's, he strived to work at and, you know, he, he did his best and he tried to do more, which at this point it's also, you know, I look at my life and that's how I reflect, you know, kind of what I've done with my kids. And so I think that's kind of something that's carried forward. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was actually one of the follow-up questions I want to take back to Paul. So do you see, 
I mean, obviously, Paul, you're you grew up with your dad around. Do you find that the ways that he invested into your life are ways that you now invest into Jonathan's life? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe different, but similar, you know? Yeah. I mean, certainly, I mean, I've been, you know, getting the books, reading the books and, uh, and, and looking for resources and definitely, it, um, do you mock yourself now? Oh uh, no, but he does it for me. For me. <laughs> Your dad or Jonathan? No, Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, not, not for the resources, but like when I kind of, um, you know, there's, there's certainly been, you know, times again in, in, in this further moment in the, in the midst of the battle as it were, right. Um, that, that, that happens, but I think, you know, um, there's not a, there's not a event that I like, there's nothing in this world more important than me than being at one of his events. Right. And so. They're not laughing at you, Paul. Adam just choked. Adam just almost choked on his beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to keep it from like. Paul's boring. like, I bury my soul here. And yeah, I'm, I'm like okay. trying not to laugh, and I'm like, poor Paul. That's, right. That's all right. No worries. Um, That's why we run a podcast? Exactly. That's why we're audio, not video. Um, That's right. Uh, so, it, in fact, even that, I think it's in a lot of ways, not a lot of ways, but it, I feel like it's been something that God's had to work with me on to be like, you know, there are times that you need to be other places. Like, I think that has been a God in, in to me in the past when I've been really like vehemently saying, no, I'm going to be there, you know, regardless. Um, um, so, uh, and then there's other things like if I have a church event or something, and you know, you could take that with a grain of salt and work life balance and all that yeah. stuff. And of course we want to be there, but um, I do think that there's a part of that that's that that says, no, there's times when you just can't you can't make it because you have to work or you have to do something. Cause well, you know, we live in a fallen world and you know it is kind of it is what it is thing. So uh but put it put it this way, Paul. Like I I can say from my experience when my dad had to have those like work moments or actually doing his job, um, even though some of those I have good fond memories of him making me not making me him inviting me to come along to do what he was doing, mm -hmm. you know, from a work that instilled in me a very good, strong work ethic of, you know, doing the job to the best of my abilities and, you know, extending because I, I got to see a lot of, you know, Christ like examples through yeah. him and work. And, you know, even though I hear always the grumbling and the bitching and the moaning at the lower levels <laughs> about yeah. what was going on, there was still the heart there. And, you know, that was what shined through more than, you know, I was just chucked up. It's like, oh, that's my dad, you know, <laughs> trying to vent, you yeah, know, no, whatever I'd the scenario it's, was. It's definitely the work ethic. I mean, there were a bunch of times that he would take us separately and together down to job sites or if you're going down, you had to go down to New York or if you had to go fly, if you had to travel somewhere or even come into work with him. There were times that we were able to, to do that and kind of see that, that that was one of the biggest things that was instilled, especially in myself is that work ethic. You know, you, you work towards your goals and you, nothing's don't expect anything to just kind of be given to you. You work hard for what you're looking to do and, and make that strive to get where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. But you, Adam, what are the legacy things that you're that you saw shift in your family, or that you saw that your parents? Well, that was one, that was one of the biggest things. Is, was that that the, kind of the work life and balance, work life, and the life and balance, and and just you bet you work hard for what you need to do, and and don't don't 
half at half it, but uh, but also there's you need to make time for family and make time for for those other events in life, and <clears throat> so finding that balance has been really kind of imp the important piece that I've gotten for myself is that that balance between working hard and and <clears throat> and putting the effort in, but then also make being aware self aware that hey it's not just you can you can become out of whack pretty quickly if you don't right. have that balance so yeah so there was two years between you and i so what other things that you do you glean from either mom or dad that i didn't or you know whatever i mean because there was i mean two years is two years but there was a lot that happened in between you know in certain ages of our life yeah, our, one our perspective at the time was a little different on strictness <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, people see it from, well, my, I think my brother and I see it from two different angles. My parents were, he, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you would see them as kind of being overly strict. And overly? I would, my gosh. I, I felt like I was I in would, prison. I would see it as, well, if I just tell them where I'm going, then they leave me alone. <laughs> 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 not that we, not and not that Eric and I were bad at all, but, but. I mean, I paved the way for things. you. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> I made it but, easier for you because they're like, what's worse, Adam? Gonna it's, do? Kill it's, funny to see, it's funny to see that, though. Like, like both my sister and my brother always thought I was the golden child. And you are it, the golden it, child. In reality, it was. <laughs> you still well, are. Mom wants to know where I'm going. Oh, I'm going here. Okay. Just let me know if the next change. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. <laughs> hey, I'm going to do this or that. But, but, uh, and it, Obviously, just even from my my mom's side of the, the the fence, she always went to bat for us. That was one thing that was always great. Like, she never there were, especially mm. when we were younger, and some of the challenges that we had when we were younger, uh, and with just either maturity or whatnot, we're just growing up. She always went to bat for for every one of us, and and really kind of instilled, hey, you know, don't don't take no for an answer. Like obviously, there's a balance. I'm not going to go lift cars, but re reality-wise, but don't don't just accept the because someone says something to you, you know? Yeah. So that's that was one of the keys in in just what what I felt from my what my mother's instilled in me is don't, you you can put you can do anything you can your you can set your mind to to it. Now, you're are you going to win everything? No, but. You can do it in the end if you look back. Wow, all those! I made it through all those challenges if you set your mind to it and, and focus on it. And obviously, there's a big God factor there too, with peace and balance and and trusting Him. But so, do you find yourself doing that with your with your daughters now? Do you find that leg are you, that you're passing those legacy items on? Trying. Okay. I mean, that honestly, that's all we ever do, right? Yeah. And, you, and you win some battles is, and you lose some battles. Yeah, you know? I was gonna but, say you and and you may look like you're losing it now, but in five years they get it, right? Yeah, and it's and it's really and it's really finding those moments. Like, uh, first of all, it really comes down to understanding that hey, there's a short time, and you always hear it when you're like, oh, like life flew by so fast. They grew up so fast, you know. You always constantly hear that, and so taking advantage, it, it it's it's really kind of a fight internally sometimes because it's like the opportunities of where you want to take a break or do something or, wow, I can actually like, this would be fun by myself. But then there's also that opportunity of inviting your daughter along or doing something with your daughter right. that may, may at first be like, Oh, 
I'm just I'm just tired, you know. But pushing through that and being because it in the end you find out that you're not really that tired and it was actually fun and eventful and you grew with 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 your your younger ones. So so just things like that, looking for those opportunities to especially if you've worked a full day and they want to go do something and just listening, you know, because it's so easy. And do I do it perfectly all the time? No, there are points where I'm like, Oh, I should have done this. It would have been awesome. Well, great. Thanks for the learning tool. God, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. Well, I'll, I'll remember, please help me to remember that next time, you know? Yeah. And be clear in that. So, well, it's funny you like say that because like there's a couple of things. My kids are obviously older for those that may not know. Um, and so they're more adult like than say Adams who are a little, you know, just getting in their teen years, just starting to drive. Um, Eric's got a kind of mix and Paul's pretty much kind of in similar to that same boat. But for me, the same boat I, as Adam, just so everybody's clear. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the one thing that I'm trying to, to do more of, and I think this is what I saw in my dad that I, 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 I tend to cherish more now that where he's at in his life, I try to come along the stuff I'm interested in and in hobbies in activities in whatever it may be, not being embarrassed to like bring them along in it and to mm-hmm. want to do it with the purpose of that. It's forming a strong memory for when they get to their adult years and the triggers of mind. Because like, I remember things that I did with my dad, simple scouting stuff or um you know there was one time i think in scouting that triggers my mind we went on a hike and my dad's got really really he's got double arthritis in his knees he's not really a strong hiker and this was climbing mount katahdin and if anybody knows what mount katahdin looks like we did our backpacking adventure on it and i was totally surprised and adam you were along with that one right you came you did the katahdin one mount katahdin adam Adam. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> did you you do Mount Katahdin? You did it with us, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So my dad came along and like I said, he's got both both knees that had arthritis in it. And the one thing I remember from it, it was a very hard, steep trail. And it was it very wasn't like, Katahdin though. That was Katahdin that we did. No, no. It's what it we did with Bo and a bunch of other from the Eagle uh, not the Eagle, from the Explorer Scouts. Nope. Nope. It was Chikora. It was Mount Chikora we did the overnight? Whatever. Okay. Well, that's yeah. debatable. I don't know if I was. Well, I know that because I hiked all the way up and then hiked all the way back down to get Dad's pack to hike all the way back up. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> see, see, he has a different well, side of this. <laughs> but that hike alone was very, probably the yeah, most. Yeah, it was great because you, you and Dad were ham radio operators, and you were, he was able to radio up to you and said, "Send Adam down. <laughs> <laughs> I need him to get my back." So I, oh, I got, yeah, got all the way up to the but... to the t- the hut. It was a five mile hike up. No, then, that was different. No, there no. was another one that we did base camp that he did. anyway. Maybe, that's beside the point. That one, but anyway, you may have not. So anyway, that was the one I that I went and. Long story short, it was a tough hike for my dad because of his knees and his struggle to get up there. But he was, he showed exemplarily, like he showed something that he wanted to do. And even though that there was everything against him, all physically odds, you know, his weight, his, mm. you know, struggle, all that stuff, he was still able to do that. And along the way, I had compassion for him to understand my father just a little bit more and to get underneath the fatherly exterior that we all produce as fathers. I think from a legacy standpoint that made me one 
got me a little step closer to that now when he's in his ages now um, in his you know late 60s, early 70s, that he's like his hobbies, his activities, his things he likes to do. You know, it's like trying to spend more time to understand who he is because I always saw him as dad. I always saw him as like, you know, the guy who provided the guy who, you know, was at my baseball games, but never really understood who he was. And so all that being said is I'm trying to be more transparent to my kids. So when I do my hobbies, not to be embarrassed by them, not to be like, you know, Oh, this is something I want to keep hidden from you or just, you know, this is just me. I don't want to share it with you. I'm more open now to that stuff and inviting them in to be part of that. And it's amazing because I little short story. I don't want to take up all the time here, but a little short story. Like I'm, I like ham radio and I know you guys tease the crap out of me about it. And it's something Adam dragged me back into. And so I'm back into it. And I love the hobby. It's a great hobby, but there's a, an event that happens once a year in the summertime called field day where they get and they practice radio communications and they set up. My daughter's kind of like, been part of the comedy group that you guys are all about making fun of the ham radio operators. But at the same time, you know, she's kind of just been a little curious and willing to try it out. So field day kind of rolled around. I invited her. I kind of made the subconscious thing of like, because my dad did the same thing to me of, Hey, let me invite my daughter into this. I know my son, I invited him, but he's like, I'm going to go to the gym. I don't want to do this, whatever. My daughter's like, I'll come. And she took pictures and she was hanging around a bunch of old guys. Like, I mean, in, 60s 70s you know the guys who go to coffee and have dinner at four in the afternoon and then go to bed at seven see paul's already falling asleep um, <laughs> <laughs> all that being said is that you know she got to come along in that process and she got to make some friends and they got a chance to share some of their lives with her and so i think it's a good enriching thing to be able to bring your kids along in your hobbies or even just in the things that are more personal to you that you only do or that your wife knows um, that you can share with them because that'll build that lasting, you know, memory for them long term, which may foster some, you know, some change in their our legacy, which is a good thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's a uh, that's a good segue. Like, what are the things that you're focusing on? Or, well, I guess let me let me start this. I actually haven't talked about the stuff that. My yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like yeah, I was gonna say, go you. Um, so I was thinking about this and, and I've actually, it feels like I've spent a lot of time thinking about this over the years. Um, and I feel like my parents, they taught me so many awesome things, you know, and, and that's not that they were perfect parents, but they just, I, I feel like I learned a ton from them and I, I do love who they are and the things that they invested into me. And the two things that I feel like they really instilled in me that I, that I love and super value um, one is they, they really loved God, right? They really pursued God. They really, and they showed that in a hundred different ways. Um, and, and it, it's, it very much affected me. Like, and, and this is one of those funny things. Like when you look at my parents' families, there is a shift because of that investment. Like there is a shift in the way that our family deals with stuff differently than my aunts and uncles, my grand, my, even my grandparents, you know, or they, they figured out the God thing because of my parents or my parents were a testimony, whatever. Like you can see some shifts in the perspectives on the ways we address things. And the other thing that my parents really showed me um, 
is they really showed me how to love people, how to just take care of people, you know? And, and so, and the way that really I was thinking about the word I was using, but it's not enough is, is just their general generosity. Like they just give all the time. And, you know, when they were in church, they used to give in church, but they haven't been going to church lately. So they find people to give to now everywhere, whether it's my parent, my dad's family, my my wife, my mom's family, whatever. Like my grandfather's living with them right now. You know, they just find ways to constantly give of themselves in a hundred ways, financially, space-wise, time-wise, energy-wise. And it's like, it's honestly, those two things are only scratching the surface of the things that they poured into me, but they're, they've had a huge impact on me and on the way that I see things and the way that I do things. No, I would agree with that hundred percent. I mean, there's the, the Roman X are known for their, we'll say hospitality, but beyond that is their generosity in general. And I know being a recipient of that. Yeah, that has always been, and we've all been a recipient in some form or fashion in our youth. And even when we were in our young adult stages and stuff, but I always remember, you know, like your parents putting up Chuck Lapomi and all of those, you know, that whole scenario. And, um, you know, just how many times it was like always when the, when there's something that had to be done in church or something that needed to be like put time, energy and effort, they were always step up. So, you know, it was always a guarantee that if everybody else in the line was like all toe to toe and, you know, they, they volunteer, ask people to volunteer, the whole Romanac clan would move forward and everybody else would like, you know, be stepping back. But, <laughs> You know, they were never were willing not to shy away from that. So uh, definitely a good legacy to pass on. Yeah. And move forward. And I do, uh, you know, to answer my own question, do I sure. see myself pouring that onto my kids? Yes. I feel like I, I try to model that for my kids. And sometimes I'm more successful than others, but it is something that I, I definitely feel like is it's something that I want my kids to see and do. And even to that end, I mean, if we think about Heather, like that's something that you've built a, I mean, Heather is very similar in that regard. You've built your house in the same way. I mean, right. you know, when, if I think of your parents, you can come, your friends can come, your friends, friends can come. If you find somebody on the way, they can come too. Like, there's never like, no, you can't. It's always like right. house. Or I think of your house, both of them are like the more the merrier, like, invite yeah, everybody can come everybody and and the, your you know the the gathering will be better because you've brought yourself and you've brought whomever so like yeah. that's uh yeah that's that's yeah that's, his, his that's, invite card is always you and plus 100 yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 definitely so then what are we doing now to shift the legacy of our kids what are the things that we that we really intentionally work have worked on over the last 15, 20 years while well, we've had kids, 21, I think, Paul, Eric, you're, Cody's 21, right? Yep. So the last 21 years, what have we focused on as parents? And it doesn't necessarily have to be directly parenting. It can be something we focused on in ourselves so it would it would carry on or it wouldn't carry on, if that makes sense. Well, I think concepts, like, it's funny, when they get older, you get less more concrete and more um, kind of abstract in the nature. And the reason why I say this is because I look at my son and I, I, I don't see this in myself at all. Uh, it may be a spin off of that. I mean, I was talking about this earlier when we were offline, um, just how he is so like very much regimented. I mean, he, he is so direct and diligent and 
focused, almost uh, arrow-like in terms of his health and his basically physique, his structure, his overall athleticism. And this is just Cody specifically because Emma's the total opposite. But Emma is very much the creative side. So I think in terms of split, it's different. But Cody is very much like that regimented, like, I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to like, I, I would have bailed early and I already bailed early. It's like when COVID hit, I was the first to cancel my gym membership. I was like, screw this. I'm not going to the gym. <laughs> I'm going to take a beer drinking because this is way easier and much funner. Um, so, you know, <laughs> the long story short of it is that, you know, he is very much through, even through that process has been so super regimented. Like you can't veer him off his schedule when it comes to being wow. like that. And I, I I, I will say I have to say it more because I, I kind of egg him on and get, you know, kind of basically poke the bear, as they say, a little bit when it comes to his whole, you know, working out at the gym and spending th- like who spends three hours at the gym a day? I don't. I will never spend three hours at the gym. Like if I'm there, I'm probably working on computers, not lifting weights and, <laughs> you know, riding a, a bike or whatever. Um, but, you know, he's got goals and he's constantly like reaching those goals and going beyond those goals. And and now that he's in baseball and doing the whole athletic side, he's. His coach has said, "Hey, you need to like get more flexible." So, what is my son doing? He's doing yoga. Of course, yoga. He is. <laughs> I'm like, yoga. Like, does he have goats walking on his back? I'm sure that's coming next. It's, it's hot yoga is going to be the, hot the yoga? big thing. Uh, maybe. Who knows what they're doing at the college level? I'm sure there's probably beer drinking involved with it too, as well. But um, it's you a know. drinking game, <laughs> <laughs> probably. But, but he's very regimented, and it, it makes me proud that you know that that's something so focused that he's you know, willing to continue to improve, 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 improve on that. I mean, that's kind of my type A a little bit. I'm always kind of pushing the envelope to kind of bit better. So I, I see that in him. I wish it was in other areas of his life, but, you know, that takes time to grow and adjust and, and mature in. But I'm his dad. So, you know, I, what well, I, I see is not always going to be fair, be you don't get wants. to determine the priorities. You just no, get to right. plant the structure. They, get, they, they have to pick their own priorities. I, I get to kind of suggest and provide recommendation because that's really all it is. It's like, Hey, you know, like here's a small little tidbit. He's, he's in practice right now hitting, you know, and they're doing indoor hitting. He is. I remember when he was 10 years old and 11 years old in baseball, he developed this weird thing with his wrists. And if he twists his wrists, he drives the ball into his front foot. It's a common thing that he was doing all the time when he was at 10 years old. So when we figured out how to fix his wrists to hit the ball straight, instead of driving it into his foot, his front foot, he was great and he was perfect. You know, had no problems going forward. Well, guess what? Now that he's in college and he's back hitting again, he's in the um, athletic trainer's office with ice on his ankle every time because he keeps driving the ball into his ankle over and over and over again. He can't figure out why. And I'm like, I'm telling his mom to tell him, um, if you remember at 10 years old, you were doing this. This is what you need to do to fix it. He's like, no, it's not that. It's not that. I need to get a wrist guard for my ankle. I'm like, no, don't put a bandaid on it. Just you know, fix the problem. Go back to the written, you know, so. Uh, Not all of that legacy stuff carries on, so it's recommendation. So, right. All that being said, is as a as a hopefully that I pass on is that my encouragement and recommendation is more heard than you know as stated as fact. You know, so you know that, that's kind of one of those things I'm trying to improve on as a parent and and trying to make sure that my dad is when I got older, which was what he was doing. He would he got he got smart and he said, you know, Eric, I'm just going to stop telling you what you need to do. And I'm going to recommend it if you want to do it, whatever, fine. Which is basically his, his like his line to me is like, do whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Which was basically his, <laughs> his nice way of saying, 
you know, you're going to make mistakes, but here's my, you know, here's my recommendation to help you out along the way. <laughs> so, right. you know, I don't get to that level, but at the same time, my dad laughs at it when I comment to him, when I'm talking to him on the phone about, you know, Hey, Cody's not doing this or Emma's not doing this. He's like, Oh, you remember? I'm like, yeah, thanks dad. I remember that. Yes. Very fondly. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Recommendations for me is, you know, encourage and that is the bigger thing encouragement i can't well, say that more encouragement and, and, and the other thing that i think that you you didn't catch in that legacy conversation is the fact that he is setting goals and achieving them that is completely right. something he learned by watching you yeah, yeah. Well, that's something you. you've instilled in him as a legacy you know he may never admit it or he won't let's put it this way he won't admit it until he's like 35 five right yeah. but 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 that's i mean he learned that by watching you and and he's putting it into practice. And like I said, you don't have control over the the focus. You don't have control over the priority of it. Yep. You know, I have that conversation with Ben and about Ben all the time. Like smart kids, super focused, just not on the right crap. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and no matter what I do, I can't get him. I, I, that's the that's one of my challenges is getting him to focus on the things that actually have to be done, not just the things he wants to be doing. Right. right. So right. you know, but whatever. I mean, that's part of parenting. Yeah. And I didn't have that problem with Gracie, so it's like I have to learn it differently every time. Yep. How about you, other guys? Yeah, yeah. For me, it was it was a uh, um, it was it was a pretty easy. Like I knew, I knew immediately because one of the things that we did was, um, we would when we would argue, it would be like just like legit mm. in your face yelling, and it took me a long time to realize that that's not how you argue. This is you and Jonathan, or you and Elizabeth? Yeah, me and Liz first, and then even to get to the point where. I wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a feeling thing. Like I, I, I think even so, like, because obviously your, your relationship and your rapport with your child changes as they get older and they have more cognitive function. Um, ish. They can make decisions. <laughs> right. <laughs> with, uh, you know, as they're, you know, five, seven, uh, nine, 10 preteen, like you're starting to have, they're starting to be able to, to like, talk back but in a conversational like but what wait a minute you said this kind of way and so i think you know learning you know learning the tools that i did with liz and not to yell and how to you know just reframing the whole like you know what an argument is and like that it's not a fight it's an argument you can argue and not have to yell um and you can just disagree and it's okay and just conflict is okay um you know Mm. figuring all that all that kind of stuff out um and then, you know, I, like, it's almost like I knew that there, that there had to be another way, but I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't have the tools. I didn't know what it looked like. And it took a long time to know what that looked like. And, um, and even so, like the other day, like, it still takes me a while to get there. Like I'm thinking of a, uh, um, an argument we had like two weeks ago when, Oh, I think we talked about this already here where so it might have been longer ago where like he said something to me that I really shouldn't have said and it it really set me, set me off and uh he uh he had he had left his window open 
when we didn't have any heat in the house, when the heater wasn't, the boiler wasn't oh, working. Oh, oh. And so he was cold. I saw he was hot because he was working out and he left his window open like all night long. And I came in and I, it was one of those like parent moments where you can't even fathom that somebody would have done that. Like it's so, it's, you know, it's, it's so. Wait, wait till it's just you and your wife. Then you. you'll be like, I don't know. You're like, what <laughs> just happened? Like, why would you, like, I, I, I didn't have the words. So like, so I said something like I, you know, we both yelled, like we, it escalated really quickly. And then we were talking about it afterwards. And I remember like, we're having a conversation and I actually, it was similar to when I know I'm going along here, but like, hear me out for a minute. Like it was kind of like, right. so I was in the air force Academy and I was in a glider. And I remember the moment where I was, where I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, cause when you're trying to learn to fly a glider or a plane or whatever, or trying to do something, there's a moment where you press buttons and you pull levers and things are happening and you don't understand why you, things are just happening. And then there's a point where like, you're trying to get it to do what you want it to do and you can like, and so there was a moment where you're like, Oh, like where it's like that learning moment where the, there's a moment yeah. where I push the, the, the lever forward and I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And then there was another moment where I was like, Oh, I need to be behind the tow plane. So I need to do this. And I just like it, like there was a moment and I can remember it like it was yesterday when I figured it out. Well, it was the same kind of thing where like, it was like the whole process, our whole conversation. And I didn't quite know where it's going. I was just like trying to use tools, like stay calm, ask questions, like f listen to what he's saying, like just be a good listener, like use your ears. And then like, as we, we were having that conversation, I was learning as we go, like without, without knowing where to go, like, Oh, this is, and then we ended where I wanted to end. We ended with, look, I understand I'm sorry. And I, I completely told, like, I was like, you know, um, I still, you know, get, get frustrated really easily. And this is where I was coming from. And I'm, I'm afraid that we're going to lose our heat and things are like, I, you know, so I was able to get to the point where I could be vulnerable enough to explain to him why I was angry. But on the other hand, I was like, but you still need to be responsible for your actions. Like, and I was like, oh yeah, that's what it looks like. But again, he's 16. <laughs> like, and it's all been learned on the job. Like, uh, so, um, but, uh, but, so but yeah, still over in the corner. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my gosh. It's still, we're, we're still learning, but that, that was the moment I was like, oh yeah, that's what it's supposed to look like. I think. And, you know, for the, for, for a Travers household, I think that was a big step for us where I'm sure the, you know, the Romanex, you guys are doing that, you know, years ago, like <laughs> just like, yeah, we'll just uh, argue. Cause that's how we, that's how we roll. We'll just argue. Like Romanex are hot in general, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Dude, my kids Can't won't confirm. even put on shoes. Jeez. Like, I'm just like, guys, it was single digits last week. They're like, yeah, I got flip-flops on. Really? Like, You're complaining about that, Mr. I would fight against the you know powers that be that I have to wear Burks my whole entire winter series. If I'm not, then I'm violating some religious seriously. code. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I've grown up and now I'm cold all the time. Excellent. I appreciate I've grown it. up and lost <laughs> and weight lost and now weight. I'm yeah, cold exactly. all the time. Yeah. That's your problem. I don't, I don't see how that, I should you know, just go back to being feet. fat. Yeah. We should all do it. Hey, if we all, if we're, if we're all fat, we can add F, we can add fat to the F's that we talk about. 
<laughs> hey guys, let me like get to that point. Let's not do that because that's just gonna make it more difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure Fife, the Fifers can actually get fat. I'm oh sure yeah, we trust me, we can trust me. It just takes a lot longer, but we'll eventually, with and your help, grow to the levels that we should not be. And at. it's a and it's an F. It's a it's a fat with a pH. I mean a PF. Right. A PF, right? A PF. Exactly. No, no, Pretty the fat age is silent. Yeah, the that's age right. is silent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Adam. What are you trying? What have you and Heather focused on to leave to like invest into your kids over the long term? Like, give me one or two things. Obviously, you know, I say that, but you know, from a parenting point of view, we put so much into our kids, and it's not like there's not two things we do. But what are the two two overriding approaches? Two over two things that you've specifically worked on, or you and Heather have specifically worked on to change? You know to invest into your legacy there? Um, I think uh, for w- one thing, is always trying something new for me is, is getting, getting Isabel and Drew to, to try new things and finding ways of incorporating that. Sometimes it's, Oh, look, surprise. <laughs> 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 Maybe it can usually go, go well or, or go horribly wrong, but um, not, not, and and it's a little easier because both my girls are are very uh, social butterflies. Like yeah. they have no problems talking to people or social associating with people. Um, I think it's a little tougher for Isabel sometimes because she Drew was like, nah, you know, I'll be my friend. All right, I'm going to find someone else. Like no sweat <laughs> off my back. <laughs> like I. Whatever. I didn't really like you anyway. I didn't really like you anyway. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> Isabel's a little more sensitive. That I mean, not to say Drew's not sensitive, but Drew fluffs it off a little bit more because she's a little. I mean, maybe there, the there are eight million people on this planet. She's you know, that's you know, right. Seven million nine hundred ninety-nine nine. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a situation where we I had to kind of speak to her about humility <laughs> recently, <laughs> especially to her own teammates because. She, I mean, she, she's coming to her own now and realized that she's fast and she's athletic and she can do things. She's at the stage where she's like, I could do things without having to train. I'm like, well, you're going to get to the stage where you need to train because right. the, the, you're going to need to hone those skills and be able to, to, right. to move, move better and be more agile and have more stamina and actually use but, your color, college scholarship. <laughs> Scholarship, scholarship. Well, scholarship. Well, I'm glad I didn't get one of those. Exactly, I got a right. college scholarship, but <laughs> college. Yeah, but school he for never four years not to run ran. track. <laughs> not to run track. <laughs> they specifically paid you totally not true. to come to school to run track. I, I ran. I ran. Practiced. I ran and, so far yeah, away. You, you ran away from practice. <laughs> Good job, Good job Forrest. <laughs> so anyway, um, going. Uh, um, she so she, we had a situation where where she she's beat out one of the girls and her I don't want to go into specifics but her her tone and attitude were I, we had a conversation afterward and I'm like listen like it's good to it's have like, friendly your face. friendly competition <laughs> and friendly friendly uh, kind of rivalry we have we all have them in sports but what, rule number one you your your teammates are your teammates. Because guess what? That's going to give that person motivation, and next next time around, he or she is going to fly by you. You know, so it's not the so you know, what and just and not just not just on the oh, sense of like oh, you're going to get your butt kicked, but uh, just on just uh, 
overall humility, you know, right. and respecting others is really what it comes down to. But, but, uh, but no, and then, then uh, you get, as a parent, you, you want to see her, you want to see her excel more. And it was tough at first, but kind of let her find her own way and, and just be able to coach without being obsessive, you know? So yeah. that's the other phase we're coming into. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, Coaching. and Isabel, just, just continuing to try to just build my relationship with her one-on-one, you know, as she's, mm-hmm. she's coming into being 16 and finding interest in things. And we still carry some similar interests. So it's nice. Um, we're both kind of nerdy. So it's, it still makes it, it makes it a lot easier to and white. be able to, what? And white. And white. White and dirty. Yeah. So so just continuing to foster that between her and I and then finding time to, to to do separate things, you know, and keep keeping making time to do special things mm. and just building that relationship. So so Yeah. I that's pretty awesome. And you're finding that you're making traction with that? Like they're you're seeing yeah. them respond to that. Yeah, they are. They are. And uh, again, it's nice because my girls aren't, aren't, they're not really introverted. Like Heather, Heather, Heather is actually, she's, I've made Heather extroverted. Like Heather ultimately. (laughs) We call that breaking the board. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, and and Heather can be extroverted, but she, and, and she's not at a point where she has to work at it really hard, but it does get exhausting on her. And there are points where she, she, uh, wants to, uh, it's exhausting. I can be. <laughs> <laughs> Even I have my limits sometimes, but that's very far and few. Yeah, right. That's why I make, I make everyone else look exhausted because they're like, "You do what? And you do what every week? Yeah. And you're doing that? Where do you where do you find the energy? Like, where do you find the time? I just do. Like, I, I, there are points where it's like, okay, I'm tired, I, and I shut down, but and re- regroup, but but it's like. I could be doing X, Y, and Z. Like I gotta get this done. I gotta get that done. And it keeps me keeps me in fit too. So, so Eric, what are you doing with your kids? You know, I was thinking about this, and there's there's so many things that I feel like I value and and are important to me from a parenting point of view. But two of the things that I know that I worked really hard on and and were very intentional about them because I was a parent. Um, one of them was you know. I, I very intentionally fought against an addiction to pornography that I had when I was younger, like purposely. And, and I remember thinking when I was really struggling with it, that I didn't want to leave that for my kids to deal with. So I I was very intentional about dealing with it early on in our marriage before we had any kids. Um, and, 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 you know, that has had significant impact on my kids, but also on my marriage, you know, because the way that you treat people, especially your wives can be very much affected by that. And, and so, um, that's probably the first one that I remember being very thoughtfully inte- intentional about when I first got married. And the other thing that I feel like, um, you know, and again, the things my parents were doing with loving God and loving money. I like, I show that all the time and those are important to me, 
but I, I think the other thing that I did intentionally from a legacy point of view that I can think of besides just loving God and loving people was um, I learned how to be financially responsible, you know, um, and that took a lot. That was not something I learned before I had kids. It's not something I even learned after I had kids for five years. It took me, you know, 10 years to get started on that process. But, um, but I wanted my children to understand the, the, the value of stewardship and, and what that money is for and how to take care of it so that you could give it away. Right. So you could do other things with it. So you would have the power over it and not be a slave to it. And so, um, you know, those are the two things that I, I thought of that, I, that I was very intentional about from a parenting, leaving a better legacy for my kids. And it's funny all of my kids, part of their curriculum is actually doing a financial peace course mm. for high school kids. That's cool. Because I want them to understand how to do it. Like, it's important to come out of school knowing what it's like. And and it's funny because both of my kids, before they even got out of high school, they're like, listen, I don't want to graduate college with a bunch of debt. Like, I just don't want to be there. And so they have both been creative about finding ways to make it so they could do that. You know, like Ben's got a job at Chipotle because they have a $5,000 tuition reimbursement per year, right? So um, it doesn't cover everything, but it makes it possible for me to help cover the rest, right? Or whatever, to figure, it makes it possible to figure it out in a much more cost-effective way. And he's only taking half of his, like, he's going to start out at community college. And then, so like, they're getting it. And I love seeing that come through, seeing that because, you know, there's a lot of things that we try to teach them. And I, I, and those are two things that were important for me. So that's awesome. Cool. Nice. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask. Cause um, I, I knew that the first one that you mentioned would be here because when you request, when you said we should do this topic, that's the first thing I thought of, because I remember, um, you know, when we went to that, uh, um, that church program, you know, that uh, living water is going through that, that you had meant, you mentioned that more than once, like, Hey, this is something I struggle with. Like, um, I don't want to leave this. And here I'm talking about pornography. Like, this is not something I want to leave to my kids. And it's something we've all, uh, we've all struggled with. Um, so like where, I guess like when did, when did, when did, like, how did that question come up? Like, when did you realize, like, hey, I, you know, when did it move from this is something I'm struggling with and I need to, but like, you know, find some closure, find some, you know, um, some, some, some victory here, but like, I don't want to pass to my kids. Like, when did, when was that, when was that, that moment there? I don't know that I can label a specific time when I came to that realization, but I remember having conversations with Heather after we first got married, um, where, you know, that was part of the mm -hmm. conversation, right? Like, yeah. you know, what is this, Eric? Why is this on our computer or whatever? Right. Um, and, and realizing that after those conversations and the pain that they caused to my wife and yeah. also, Coming to the, I, I think part of it was coming to the realization of the difference in my interaction mm -hmm. with my wife when I was partaking in pornography. Yeah, right. 
like that was not something I wanted to carry on. And I also know, you know, scripturally it talks about the sins of the father being delivered to the third and fourth generations. Like there's a reality that when we, I, somewhere along that line, I realized that if I didn't do something to break that chain, yeah, it would carry on to my kids. Yeah, and 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 so it became and and it was, I probably had grace before I may have realized it before I had grace, but it wasn't fully dealt with before I had grace. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, and it, and it ended up, you know. Just like Grace, Grace being your daughter, we should clarify that not the Grace right. as in like yeah, God not Grace of God, correct? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's you know I like all good things that they aren't as easy to get out into as the bad things were to get into. Like it's much it's much easier to yeah, fall into right. bad things than it is to get out of those bad things and into good things, yep. and so. You know, it took time for me to build better habits to protect myself. And now it's like, I don't know that I would say it's not an issue, but it I, I it's, it really hasn't been an issue in yeah. a long time, yeah. in years. Yep. And so, um, but I still have those habits because I don't want to fall back into that either. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like um, that could be its own Podcast it could be its topic. own podcast. It, really, yeah, it could be its own topic. Yeah, I agree. Um, I the funny thing is that I gleamed always out of it that I always struggled with was just because I never really understood the concept of passing the passing from generation to generation. But it's not. It's for me. It was always. It didn't come to like realization, and it didn't come to my you know ever present thick skull when that happened in that, that whole structure, it's not so much the, the actual, like it's a transfer of that same exact sin to it. It's a very, it could be variations of anything else around that. And so funny you say that, Eric, cause it's like one thing that triggered me when I did the whole living waters thing for me, just as a sidebar, it was, it, it opened up my idea to the, well, it's not going to be a transfer. So if I stop a B should not continue to transfer down to the generations it could come in a variation of that. It could come in a different form. It could come in a different, you know, um, you know, display of or whatever. And that for me, you open up my eyes huge because it was like, oh yeah, I'm not transferring the stuff I'm struggling with right now. Like I would never want my kids to be like, you know, heavily involved in, you know, looking at porn online and doing all of that stuff. But there are variations of that. I mean, God, look at social media. I mean, how how far right. can that go wide and 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 tall? You know, so it, it's that stuff. But it's more so. It's like, okay, how how is the how is the viewports of your body? You know, taking that information in, and how and what do you do to process that? And what's the healthy way of processing that versus the way of you know, um, you know, taking you know the world's view or whatever? And then it's funny you said that because I was just trying to think. You know, all the stuff from Living Waters kind of poured back in and it was like oh okay yeah that makes sense yeah. but yeah it's it never yeah well it, definitely a topic i don't want to get into it now it's definitely a topic we should you know maybe touch upon in some form or fashion someday down the road yeah i agree i i think it could be an entire episode with you know explicit lyric commentary so that people know that it's more of an adult yeah. conversation than a family road trip conversation mm-hmm. um <laughs> for sure but uh but yeah, you know, guys, anything else you guys want to make sure we any fin- closing thoughts as we're wrapping up tonight? 
I, I, you know, I, I just think that, um, it, you know, it's, it's funny. I think that when you're setting a legacy, you need to both have, have a sense of urgency, but also be in it for the long game. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause on one hand, the sense of urgency tells you, I need to be intentional. I need to make time. I need to, you know, think about what I want to pass along. You know, the, the time that we think have these, 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 uh, thoughts is when we're at a funeral. Like we all go to a, you go to a funeral and you're thinking about, and uh, you know, what legacy, and there's been, you know, some that you've gone to that, or that I've gone to that I'm like, gee, I don't know that they left quite one, but others, most of those that I go to, you know, folks for, you know, in, in the church or church family or have a church family that there's an amazing legacy and you see the parents and, they, and it's not just the number but it's the stories that they have to tell and these amazing experiences that they've had in in that ordinary time when somebody's watching a football game or somebody's just having a party like those are the stories it's not like oh this person went to calcutta and they're feeding the poor it's like hey this person like like just like you're saying with your family Eric, like we're, you know they they were hospitable like they just they they invited everybody uh, so I think both the uh, in urgency and the 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 um, you know intentionality, but also the long game. Like you know, we don't have to figure it out tomorrow. And you know, God gives us grace to do that. And um, um, yeah, so that's I don't know, that's it. Yeah, I guess. No, I agree. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I think it's easy to the thing about legacy is it's what do I? It really is a long game thing. And and there's steps that we put in there, but you're right. I mean, we, we need to pay attention to it, but also not lose heart when it doesn't feel like it's getting to where we think it should be immediately, you know, cause just like parenting legacy is a long game. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it starts with that. Like it starts with you. Like you can't, um, it's such a cliche. You can't make your kids do something that you don't do is lead by example, but there is nowhere else that that's more true than being a parent. Like no you, joke. you can so try and I've tried and I know, I know y'all probably tried, but like, I think you can do that at work a little bit in other areas of your life. You just can't like, they see what they, they, they model what right. they see and just, know, yeah. Just remember the legacy starts with a step. Huh. Yeah. You make right. a step. It's going to, you know, you're making a step every day. And that's yeah. like, I, like what Paul was saying, it's just, it starts with you. I'm like, oh my gosh, it starts with me. It's like all this pressure on top of me to make this happen. You know, no, dude, just simple. Make yeah. a step. Yeah. Make that's a step. Stuff. Right. Cool. Yeah. Go from there. God will guide you. Simple as cool. that. Well, guys, we just want to thank everybody for joining us on this episode of the Forefathers podcast. We hope our conversation has helped you think about what your focus is for leaving a legacy for your kids. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any comments or feedback of any sort at feedback at forefatherspodcast.com. And we'd also love you to review us on your podcast listener of choice, like iTunes or Spotify. Those reviews are how other people find our podcast. So the more people that review, the more people we get to listen to us, which could be more entertaining. So let us. Thank you for enjoying joining us. Please insert name. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, everybody in the world. Talk to you guys later. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F-words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four, fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.